All right, Chapo, we are back. We're back from tour, and it's your first post-tour midweek show. And we're doing it old school style, Google Hangouts, Audacity, and we got two ultimate old school Chapo heads, Felix Biederman and Brian Quimby of Street Fight. What's going on, guys? Hey. What's up? I'm very happy. I'm very happy. We're not only returning to like a very old school arrangement and recording technique, but also a very old school subject for people who've been with us for a while. Yes, we are going to be spending the hour breaking down the new Kurt Sutter masterpiece, Mayans MC on the FXXXX Tentacion Network. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> as Felix alluded to, uh, you know, true true real Chapo heads will know that basically if it wasn't for Kurt Sutter and his universe created in the television series Sons of Anarchy then there is a good chance there would be no Chapo Trap House 100% and also I gotta thank Kurt Sutter Kurt Sutter is responsible for my first published writing ever recaps of his show the bastard executioner unfortunately canceled before it's time (laughs) (laughs) no i'm i'm absolutely here's the thing i'm so glad that show bombed because like it pretty much ensures that kurt sutter has to make tv shows with people on motorcycles for the rest of his life (laughs) i think mine's i agree and i think mine's is going to be a hit and you know what i was thinking about is i was watching the mines i was having flashbacks to watching bastard executioner and in 2015, just so bright-eyed and innocent, being like, just thinking, you know, it sucked. Just thinking, like, <laughs> because you think the culture gets better than this. And in that entire time, it's only gotten worse. And I have to say, after three state straight years of, you know, cartoons for adults, uh, for people who think that they're good people because they're in therapy, uh, just anthropomorphic cat beasts who are dealing with, uh, you know, seasonal affective disorder... Uh, just the utter bullshit on TV. Kurt Sutter, I feel like the same way to Kurt Sutter like I do to uh, Zack Snyder. Like, at least you're an auteur, and I miss you, and I'm so happy you're back. Yes, we are, we are thrilled that Kurt Sutter is back doing what he does best, making shows uh, that glorify tough, working-class guys who are also uh, heroin traffickers and rapists. Absolutely. At least, I mean, like, well, I think later on we'll talk about it, but nobody is trying to get out of heroin yet. <laughs> That's definitely coming. You know? <laughs> well, we're gonna get we're gonna get it to the plot, but uh, I just want to explain: Chapo would not exist without Kurt Sutter, because I think it was my second ever podcast appearance. I joined Brett and Brian to discuss like the entire series of Sons of Anarchy, which had just had its finale on television. Sons of Anarchy, a show I've watched every single episode of. And Brett and Brian were uh, gracious enough to uh, have me guest with them on their, their mega Sons of Anarchy retrospective. Felix, I think that was the first time you'd ever heard me on a podcast or, or, or speak about anything. And you said you were like, yeah, I could fuck with this. Yeah, no, that's that's when I scouted Will. I was sitting <laughs> at the side of the recording with a clipboard, my neighbor's <laughs> on, and a windbreaker. I was like, I'm trying to put together a squadron. And I heard Will's abilities, and you know, I say he thought he looked good getting off the bus. And now, you know, multi division championships. We won state. 
you know, it paid off. So Kurt Sutter, as we mentioned, he was co-creator of The Shield on FX, a show about a, a, a corrupt cop, like sort of L.A. Ramparts corrupt cops and the various uh, ethnic street gangs that he does dealings with. Then his real masterpiece, Sons of Anarchy, about a Hells Angels style biker gang from uh, Northern California, ran for seven seasons, probably four seasons longer than it needed to. That's neither here nor there. Then he had a, a brief misfire with his foray into um, the sort of medieval genre with the Bastard Executioner. We've did we've done two podcasts on the Bastard Executioner with Brian as well, covering that show. Look those up. Now his new show. The Mayans MC. He's dipping back into the universe of Sons of Anarchy, but instead of it being about a gang of sort of white trash Hells Angels style bikers, he's making it about the Mayans, the uh, the Mexican biker gang, who was a major antagonist for about half of the run of Sons of Anarchy before them and the Sons, you know, squashed the beef, joined forces. Now they're friends. So just off the top of my head, the, we've all watched the first three episodes of Mayans. Here's my instant review. Kurt Sutter is back, baby. It's 100%. back. 100%. I love it. One of the hardest things I ever had to do was watch The Bastard Executioner when I watched it. And I was like, maybe Kurt Sutter just doesn't have it anymore. He's made a couple movies, but The Mayans is some real shit. Some real Kurt Sutter shit, like right from the beginning. You know what it is? In it's like what I say to Kurt Sutter is what I say to guys like Zack Snyder, like all our guys, all our guys who are auteurs who don't let the world and you know the general movement of culture dictate their art. But Kurt did in the Bastard Executioner because Kurt was trying to make like Game of Thrones, but like you know more more dark, more more gritty somehow, and it just it wasn't him. There were little flourishes of Kurt Sutter, you know, like diegetic music performances by his real life wife, Katie Siegel. Um, Kurt Sutter himself playing some sort of decrepit. Uh, <laughs> some decrepit sort of albino creature. monk figure. Yeah. yeah. Kurt Sutter, I, you know, he's got to be in all this stuff and he's got to, you know, get an eye poked out, be given AIDS, whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but so. Master Executioner had like a little, little of those flourishes, a little of satarian uh, trademarks. You know, awesome violence, uh, brooding character. Uh, it's just like the medieval setting just did not loan itself to Sutter's. Sutter understands the life of a fucking dirtball and his dirtball friends. Like when I first, I remember when I first watched Sons of Anarchy, when I saw this toe-headed dipshit <laughs> walk around in his white kids and go from. You know, split-level suburban house to split-level suburban house grimacing. I was like, this guy, like, gets it. He has, like, a pack of cigarettes that he sat on. He's got, he's, he's got you know, half a two-liter of Coke in the refrigerator that he sort of he, – he, he crushed it so it can maintain the carbonation for when he makes rum and Cokes. This is Jack Steller, and Jack Steller was the er-protagonist of Suburban America – and Kurt understood him, and he understood uh, his constantly hungover, disgusting friends. And he just – he doesn't have the same understanding of the medieval protagonist, and that's why that show failed. The Bastard Executioner was like – I like the way I describe it is like if Marilyn Manson wrote Game of Thrones. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. You know? No. That was, a, that was a failure, but he's back – 
to his pure form, and and you mentioned the sort of uh, the satirian flourishes and touches that are, you know, if you have an eye for it, like we all do, are instantly recognizable. And I want to go through a couple of them right away. Taking the first three episodes as a whole, you have got dozens of men killed in broad daylight without a single cop to be seen. Just just shot down in the streets with high-powered rifles, just full-on gun battles in the middle of the streets of a Southern California town. Again, not a single siren to be heard or seen. Uh, number two, you've got heinous acts of torture uh, meted out to men, women, and children alike, all on screen. You've got, in my personal favorite, tons of shots of really cool meetings where guys, uh, you get to hear shit like, we need to focus on the task at hand, proxying heroin for the Chinese and moving into bump town. Just cool crime meetings like that. You've got a cast of incredibly craggy, craggy-faced men who all look very weather-beaten and just sort of grizzled. You've got um, meaningful-looking animals. This is what Kurt Sutter does when he's being, like, metaphorical. Is he'll show you a stray dog or, in one episode, a CGI owl, and the opening shot of the show is a mangy stray dog picking over the remains of a dead crow. He's using symbolism to tell you he's moved on from Sons of Anarchy, a.k.a. Sam Crow, to the Mayans. And the stray dog uh, represents our main character, Easy, who we'll talk about in a second. Of course, in Easy, like Charlie Human, we've got a baby-faced lead who is really not a very good actor and portrays a sensitive thug who reads poetry. <laughs> I was, I am, when I saw the protagonist, Easy, I got so happy. Because I knew this was... Like, it's not exactly Sons of Anarchy, but it pretty much is. It <laughs> yes, pretty much it is Latina's Sons of, of Anarchy because you've got, like, you've got the Tig guy, the guy who's just like, whoa, who told you to go there? You know, the guy who's always, like, a little bit crazy, like a little, this guy's sick, but I'm glad he's on our side. <laughs> you've got the amoral uh, sort of father, older brother figure, and you've got the hot but absolutely moronic guy who's always reading something weird <laughs> i didn't know what to think of the pro i called him the prospect but like the easy the main guy i didn't like know what to think of him at first because i you know they don't they didn't give you a ton of clues as to who he was i figured he was jacks but then when he walked into a, his dad's butcher shop and was looking for a book i was like that's my guy right there <laughs> 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 I think I think something about something that's really I don't I don't know if if you guys noticed it but also that he went to Stanford. That, yes. That, that's also that's also important. Yeah, the cartel. Yes. That was why like he's a Stanford guy. So he he was going to go to Stanford but then he um in in a backstory that hasn't been fully fleshed out yet um he uh shot and killed a cop. <laughs> <laughs> and then had to go to, you know, crime university, which is jail. And, you know, his, his family's all involved in, in the Mayans biker gang. But he was going to be like the intelligent one who uh, – the intelligent, sensitive one who also has like perfect recall memory and can count cards. <laughs> you know, and in the Sutterverse, by the way, crime university is more prestigious than Stanford. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You don't get any cool tattoos at Stanford. Yeah. Can I just say I love that? Ezekiel is 
part of his character is that he has he's a genius with photographic memory. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so good. That's like it's like there weren't enough wrinkles to this character and Sutter is like, "Oh yeah, he also remembers literally everything he's ever seen." <laughs> He, there, there, there's a scene in it where he drives past a wreck on the highway on his motorcycle at probably 80 miles an hour and clips the license plate from it perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> he, and, like, the way that they don't even, like, let you just figure that out. It's, like, the first time he's, like, oh, a guy had a tattoo. And he's, like, uh, oh, it, somebody's, like, yeah, he remembers stuff, too. <laughs> like, <just one laughs> his brother in the gang. He's just good at remembering. I have two other uh, Kurt Sutterisms that I just want to touch on. First... Um, you know, musical montages of like a, a column of motorcycles set to badass music, but this time it's a little bit more like Latin flavored. Um, and and number second and most importantly, this is this is when I was instantly hooked from the show within the first five minutes. An absolutely badass opening credits theme song. Yes, even better, even oh better God. in my opinion than the crow flies straight. The perfect line. <laughs> Got to look this life right in the eyes. And you know what, guys? I like the song so much, I wrote down the lyrics, and I'm going to recite them now. But when this song started, so my wife was so annoyed. She's pretty annoyed with you guys right now because, like, I came home last night, and she was off work. It was, you know, one of the rare four-day weekends she gets. And I'm like, well, it's time to watch the Mayans. And she was like, God damn it. And uh, that music started playing, and she just rolled over and fucking went to sleep. So annoyed that, with me. Those are, that's tougher than military moms, sons of anarchy, and Mayans' wives. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the song is is so badass, and I, I might even try to sing it. The, the lyrics are: "Mother of exiles, the torch of hope in the toss of the tempest." Through us, medicine's rope. I don't know what medicine's rope is. I assume it's some sort of lifeline. But here's where it gets really good. But the brazen giant with limbs astride blocks the golden door to the U.S. of lies. The U.S. of lies. Yes. That's where you he's, see we're getting take, political this season. He's taking it there. We're in Donald Trump's America This is now. an anti-Donald Trump show. Oh, it, it is an anti-Donald Trump show. And then the second verse is... The U.S. of lies scream in, fuck your huddled masses, scrub our floors, cut our grasses. I love that line, cut our grasses. And here's where it gets really good. I am a wolf, a wild cur. Dude, they're telling you this show's about a wolf. That's how you know it's going to be fucking badass. A wolf cut from the pack with blood on my fur. And every howl marks the dead because a beaten dog. Never forgets Mayans, MC, FX, Kurt Sutter, let's go. <laughs> this show is it's, a wolf t shirt. It's one of those wolf t shirts <laughs> they used to sell with the lightning. Like, this show is tailored to people who like those. Oh, my God, yes. You know how I knew we were, I mean, there were a lot of indications we were in Sutter World, but I, you know how I really knew is that the first plot point like the first thing we really see is like a confusing fight over a drug shipment and you're not sure who stole it yep that's like you just that's like if not even just picking up where sons of anarchy left off that's like if you picked any episode from like really season three onwards it was just baffling plots about stolen shipments 
Yeah, it was politics. It, it, that is the Sutter. That's like the Sutter. The same thing that like you know finding the killer is in Law of Order. Kurt Sutter is the master of the baffling stolen drug or gun shipment fight. Yeah, it, there's no reason you should know who did it. First of all, like he hasn't given you any sort of an indication of why somebody would do it, and then when you do find out, it's completely confusing. There's no way that, a, but you like have to draw a graph like to figure out, like a plotted like line thing to even figure out like who was involved and what's happening. Like, I I, I don't remember if early Sons of Anarchy was like this confused like if if the like politics started out as confusing as they got at the end you know what you know what he this is good writing it's you know show not tell he just throws you into this world it's a biker gang they're loading up dresses with fucking just bricks of heroin they're putting it in a fucking u-haul truck they're sending it to vegas what for for who i don't know this is just what biker gangs do this is a day in the life and and then you're put in the the uh, the driver's seat, you know, just right away. And it's in quinceanera dresses too, by the way. Like it was just oh, so yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they're, yeah, they're, they're the Mexican. They're the Mexican biker gang. Which is, I gotta say, another thing I like about the show is uh, there's a lot of Spanish language dialogue, which I think is good. It, it shows that they're, you know, uh, keeping it realistic. You know, they're not all like because like not every cartel person is like just speaking English all the time. I get to hear cool things like Carnal. And uh, necesito and uh, los business negociaciones. <laughs> what about what about the part where the guy gets shot during the baffling uh, drug robbery, and he's like, "I don't speak Spanish. I'm an LA Mexican." Because that's famously no one of Mexican American descent in LA speaks Spanish. But then they then all his friends roast him though. So. Yeah, and and, and uh, you know in classic Sutter fashion they're telling the sort of mob doctor who only speaks Spanish like oh he wants a sex change and I was like this is epic <laughs> and then the Jacks equivalent like the Mexican Jacks or the Mexican Tig I'm sorry is like yeah let's make his pussy lips smooth like my mom's <laughs> and that's when you're like alright this guy's fucking twisted I was like this scene feels like a bunch of guys playing cards against humanity <laughs> Just in a room saying sick shit. Oh, we're in here fucking, we're sick motherfuckers, man. We say sick shit, but it like perfectly works because the audience for this show is people who play cards against humanity. Yeah, I would say that like a lot of the audience of this show, they relate to easy. They're like, yeah, you know, I'm, people think I'm stupid, but I'm just sitting here remembering everything. <laughs> and. <laughs> You know, also, like, I watch out when I'm pissed because I will kill a cop. <laughs> but there's, like, I'd say, like, 20% are like, no, I'm the twisted guy. I'm like, you know, watch it comes out of my mouth next. And I like to joke around. But, you know, you fuck with my friends. That twisted shit's going to come all out all over you. God, I'm glad there's a TIG. But this TIG seems a little more sensitive than the other TIG. They didn't give, mm. like... Like in Sons of Anarchy, they didn't give Tig anything to care about until like season four when they killed his daughter by burning her alive in a hole <laughs> that oh we were God. never mentioned before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's um let's dive into the uh, the plot here. So as we mentioned, uh, the story focuses around uh, Easy, former college bound guy, sort of scholar, student athlete type with a photographic memory, who for some reason um, kills a cop. 
uh, goes to prison and then is released early after doing like a six year bid because uh, apparently the, the, the cop uh, was dirty or something like that. And then there, there's another thing with him we'll get into later. But, you know, he is a prospect. He's a sort of a, you know, a trainee for the, uh, you know, in the Sons of Anarchy universe, the legendary uh, Chicano biker gang, uh, the Mayans. And uh, his older brother is a, is a full patch member. And his father is played by uh, Edward James Olmos, uh, the probably the craggiest, most weathered face in the world. But I gotta say, still handsome, still daddy. You know, always like <laughs> still to see looks Ed- good. Yeah, I-, I always like to see Edward James Olmos and stuff. Um, so, like I said, you're you're thrown into this world. He's a prospect. He's not sort of fully in the gang. He's sort of in a probationary period where they uh, sort of in, induct you into their uh, their family of crime. Um, and you know, make sure that you're not um, secretly doing stuff for the DEA. Oh, which Easy definitely also is doing. Oh yeah, here's the 100%. thing. Here's the thing. I respect the Mayans. Like I immediately respect the Mayans more than the Sons of Anarchy because their Jax is a prospect and not the actual leader of the gang. <laughs> That's so true. Oh my god! No, I really I think the Mayans are already cooler than most of the Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, got, for sure. The Mayans. I mean, I don't know this yet, but I don't feel like the Mayans would be like, "Yeah, but we give back to our community and hold some <laughs> parade or festival." They're just like, "Yeah, we, we do crimes. <laughs> we traffic heroin for the drug for a cartel." My hope is that they don't go into that, like, because Sons of Anarchy, like. They flirted with that. They didn't ever. You never saw them doing like toys for tots or anything. And if they were doing toys for tots, it means somebody was going to come in and shoot up the toys for tots like meeting. You know, I'm hoping I'm hoping that they're just bad guys, but they are already as we'll talk about later, they're already tire, tying them to, like, leftist rebels. So they are yes, already yes, doing good things. Yeah, there, there's uh, – as, as is revealed in the, uh, the first episode, like, the sort of – the major plot point is that within uh, this Mayans chapter, uh, it takes place in the fictional Southern California border town of uh, Santo Pedro – so uh, already, you know, it's not afraid to be political. There's some stuff about the wall. Um, the Mayans have a tunnel uh, that they have access to that goes under the border, and they um, sort of are, they they hop, you know, uh, under the fence quite frequently throughout the show. But it is revealed that there is within this Mayans chapter, there is uh, a sort of a band apart. There's sort of a, a conspiracy within this chapter to aid and abet a group of rebel children who are taking on the drug cartels, literally a gang of children that wear animal masks because they're like, yo, this cartel drug shit, there's no future in it. We need to, we need to start fucking with these children. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. They're like, there's no, like, there's diminishing returns selling wholesale amounts of drugs. I don't really know what these children believe in. They're, they might be Zapatistas, but I have to talk to the member of our gang who remembers everything. But they probably get money. I, I, I want to impress upon anybody that hasn't watched this show. When Will says children, he means like fucking nine-year-olds. Like these yeah. Oh, my God. Children. Yeah. And they literally wear animal masks. And Kurt Sutter loves 
like fucking with kids because he knows that's like the last frontier. You know what oh, I yeah. mean? Like nobody kills kids in exactly. TV. Like we've, we've talked before about how you know Sons of Anarchy and Kurt Sutter like they're Facebook shows. They're not Twitter shows. They're no, no one on Twitter is going to be talking about the minds. They're all talking about you know fucking this is us or some other whack bullshit like better that. call better call Saul because I was kind of comparing this to better call Saul there was a short period of time during this show where I like are they gonna do that better call Saul thing where they like ignore the lore from the other show and then like within 25 minutes it was like no they're definitely not gonna do that within 25 minutes you get a cameo of Gemma yeah. Sons of Anarchy Katie uh, Katie Seagal and uh, no but I, I just want to underscore about the fact that Kurt Sutter does shows for Facebook people and his shows always always feature horrendous violence against children it's because like that that riles them up more than anything it's like all the people they're like yo fucking set me on fire and torture me but if you do that shit to a kid oh my god though (laughs) it's for the people who comment on every local news story with like a torture fantasy for the person that the story's about sons of anarchy literally started with like cool bikers cutting off a pedophile's balls. <laughs> you know? This show, it knows what it's for. It's like every show now, shows aren't just made because, like, the creator thinks it's good for the most part. Like, you have, I think Better Call Saul is a fantastic show and doesn't do that, but, like, most shows are made, they micro-target their audience. So, like, you know, BoJack Horseman will be like, Oh, you know, the the uh this uh fucking therapy session the horse went to is exactly like mine. But for Sons of Anarchy and the Mayans, it's just like, you know, someone's gonna kill a kid and they're gonna get what's coming to them. Yeah, kid guy. <laughs> and, and like there's kid like That's it, morality. That's 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 like a, a weird look at morality. Kidnapping is like the rate of kidnapping in the Sutterverse is so much higher than a real like it's like the most common crime. It's like jaywalking or smoking uh, weed. Yeah, yeah. In the Sutter universe, um, baby kidnappings are like as frequent as like Sid's was in earlier generations. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it it's just insane. might happen to your baby. There's nothing you can do. Your baby just might get kidnapped. Yeah, it's like you think. Oh, you know what I was thinking about? Isn't it conspicuous? That uh, who is the canniest, like sort of crooked but intelligent, intelligent schemer in Sons of Anarchy? It was Ron Perlman. It was Clay Morrow. Yeah. What did Clay Morrow never do? He never had a kid because he knew. He's like there's a 100 percent kidnapping rate. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the biggest weakness is having a, your own actual child. <laughs> so uh, in the first episode, we learned that uh, the Mayans essentially like their main. Uh, trade is uh, trafficking heroin for a uh, Mexican drug cartel. They transport it and provide security uh, on the runs. And wouldn't you know it, first thing that happens, one of their runs gets hit. It gets hit with insider knowledge from, as I alluded to earlier, the sort of cell within the chapter that is seeking to sever ties with the cartel and um, uh, help a gang of literal actual babies. Um, so what happens is the uh, the, the the rebels, the the, the child gang, uh, uses a Samoan gang as proxies with this insider information, and they rob their heroin shipment. So instantly, like the uh, the energy in the first episode is about you know 
uh, trying to get the heroin back and uh, finding the people who did it. Uh, because of the of Easy's photographic memory and uh, vision for spotting tattoos, uh, they're able to pin it on the local Samoan gang, who, as we see in this episode, um, really suck shit. They're a terrible gang. I don't know what they were, why they even thought that they could do this in the first place. But good to see a new race in the Sutterverse. It's like, <laughs> always nice for them to have like, cause all the gangs are basically like racialized gangs. Pretty oh, much. Yeah, yeah. So it was nice that he didn't go to the Niners right away. Like he was like, we're going to say the black guys for, for like a little later on, <laughs> they gave us Samoans. So that was, that was fun, but they were, the, um, they might be, I mean, other than the Sons of Anarchy, right? Like the dumbest <laughs> gang. Yeah, I, I got to say, I don't think the Simones are going to stick around very long because when they met, you know, a lot of these meetings in the Sutterverse, when two criminal gangs meet in a very public place, it always goes awry. But I don't know how it would have gone right because a lot of these meetings just seem like, oh, I'm going to yell at you. I have to have a sit down with the other gang to yell at them. And if the yelling's successful, then I don't know. We do another complicated drug heist. But <laughs> in this one, the Samoans have the Mayans surrounded completely, outnumbered, surrounded. They have designated marksman rifles on like the heads of the Mayans, and the Mayans are like, "Oh, this looks bad. Let's go for Plan B." And Plan B is literally that the Mayans go, oh, okay, you're saying fuck you? Okay, that's fine. And they turn around and then just turn back around and shoot, like, take out their guns and start shooting them. And it works. It does. They killed the whole fucking gang. Yeah, this is, this is what I, I mentioned earlier. I mean, one of my favorite Kurt Sutter things. This is a shootout in broad daylight in the middle of a cemetery. For some reason, the Samoans, like, gang headquarters is just in the middle of a graveyard. Um, convenient for them because probably a dozen of them are just like slain instantly just headshot headshot after headshot after headshot just like blown away by uh the mayans do you think that the samoans are like they're like when people play a black battle royale game like friends like just every time they try to do anything like 20 of them just get murked <laughs> and they just come back to their headquarters and they're like all right guys what did we do wrong there <laughs> uh, we had them literally surrounded. We had better guns than them. Literally, their best guns were in a van, and they had to go <laughs> them and get them. The mines out. killed all of us. Yeah, they start out that shootout by being like, let's do the old 7-Eleven, you know, like 25 right, button hook left, and then just break out their like 9 millimeters and just start popping off at a group of guys who are like from behind concealed positions behind like a fucking pickup truck with like AK-47s. <laughs> And then they back up their van, and they're like, oh, we got the choppers in here. All right, let's go. <laughs> and they had, like, 40 choppers, and, and yeah. like, they had a ton it of fucking, guns. Dude, it fucking ruled. And, <laughs> and best of all, best of all, like, the, the head Samoan guy, like, you think he's going to get away. They're like, let's get out of here, man. Fuck. I forgot none of us know how to, fight, how to aim. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, fuck, let's go. And they're like. They're getting away, cabron. And then they're like, don't worry. We've got Reapers inbound. What do we see then? Our old friends, the Sons of Anarchy, just fucking just pull up, skirt, like block their entrance, block their exit from the graveyard, just pop the first driver right through the fucking windshield, um, and it's, it's over for the Samoans. The Sons of Anarchy guy played by Robert Patrick. 
Can I say that awesome. Robert Patrick's line when he pulled up and, and oh, like it's it all great. over, he's like two tons of dark meat stuffed between some tortillas and a loaf of white bread. And that everybody is, died laughing. That is Sutter writing right there. Yeah, it's beautiful. You know? That's also that's also I feel like a meal that most Mayans and Sons of Anarchy viewers would eat. <laughs> they would literally eat like steak in between a slice of bread and a tortilla. They'd be like, damn, I ran out of bread. I only have one slice. I put a tortilla on. It's even better. Awesome. <laughs> it's multicultural meal. Yeah. <laughs> so uh so then they take the the lead Samoan to uh the the quote pew of the head of what uh, in, in this universe is called the Galindo cartel. Now, uh, the head of this cartel is is like he he's the villain of the show. He's been established as the villain of the show pretty much right off the bat because he's everything that the Mayans and by extension the Sons of Anarchy and the whole sort of biker world of criminality isn't. He's an like you know typical like Ivy League educated villain. He wears fine suits. He has well manicured facial hair and nails, but, but like he's you know he's a businessman. And as uh, Alvarez, who is the uh, padrino of the Mayans that we remember from Sons of Anarchy, says at one point about this guy who's like the the son of like a big cartel boss, um, he doesn't understand the pride of man. This guy doesn't understand the pride of criminals. For him, it's just about the money and tortures and killings and uh, baby murders. And and I think it's important that like in the earlier earlier in the first episode, the cart is the first time you see the cartel guy. He's owning the Mayans in like a room in front of him. like he has them all in there, and he's like just completely fucking dressing them down like he's their boss. So that's how you exactly. know like he is yeah. definitely our villain for right now. You know what? You know what I love about the dressing down scene is after the Mayans fuck up transporting his shipment, the Mayans go, "Hey, we only did this to help you out," <laughs> <laughs> and he goes. No, I'm like literally paying you. Yeah, you just you just lost two point four million dollars worth of heroin. I think a little contrition is maybe in order. It shows the difference between the two types of criminals because the Mayans are like, oh yeah, no, this crime thing. It's like sometimes you get paid, but you're mostly just helping your friends. It's cool. <laughs> and the cartel guy is like, no, I like paid you to do something, and you fucked it up. <laughs> There's ups and downs. Well, we talked about in the original Sons of Anarchy episode with Brett and Will and I. We did talk about how Sons of the the Sons Club was always on like about to get canceled, like like not canceled, but like you know what I mean. Well, they were very racist, so they probably would have been canceled in current times. But like uh, they were always like about to have the electricity turned off. Like they were yeah. either really rich, they would get a whole bunch of money, and then all that money would have to go to some other thing, or they'd get robbed. And I think no, they're like, setting like, that up for of, the Mayans. Yeah, like on Sons of Anarchy. It was what we said was like, you know, over like the course of this whole show, after season after season after season, they're like, you know, fucking trafficking like grenade launchers. And they have to like just keep doing all of this like unbelievably awful shit. Their family members get killed or worse. Um, and it's all for like maybe like 30 grand a year. Yeah, yes. And this time they did. It was two point four million dollars. And basically the Mayans. The Mayans' whole thing was like, you win some, you lose some. You know, that's the way this thing goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, lo I love uh, Sons of Anarchy were like, 
right after we buy these surface-to-air missiles from the IRA and sell them to ISIS, we're out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, the, the, we're, we're out. Ten grand each, and then we're retiring. The Suns could retire on ten grand because you look at, like, look at all the parties they threw to celebrate when they did something. <laughs> yeah. It was like, we're just, you know that dingy clubhouse we hang out at all the time in the shitty bar that we were always having confusing meetings at? Let's just drink there. <laughs> yeah, they do Like, sit. that's their big celebration. They do like to just sit in a room and drink cans of beer and, like, have girls grind on them on the pool table. That's like <laughs> a fucking party. But you know what, though? You know what? The Mayans, they like the same thing. Exactly. In the first couple of episodes, we saw a lot of shots of, like, just dudes hanging out in their cool clubhouse in the back of a scrapyard. They got they got light domestic beer on tap. They got a pool table. They got a jukebox. And they got a bunch of girls with lots of, like, you know, clown tattoos ready to grind on them. That's such a cool way to hang out with your friends. Like, can you imagine, like, when we're all in Columbus next month, it's just like, oh, yeah, we're going to throw a big party with the Street Fight guys. We've seen each other in a while. And it's like, oh, I've got, um, I called over 12 24-year-old girls to just sort of grind while wearing leather miniskirts. <laughs> Because I want, I want to do that with my homies. It's awesome. I mean, you're totally, but you're totally right, Felix, about like the the difference between this gang, the Mayans and the Sons of Anarchy, and say the IRA or the cartel. Really, is that like the Mayans and the Sons just are like, I'm hanging out with my friends, having a good time. This is great. Isn't this fun? <laughs> <laughs> like they're not in it. They're so inept at at like making things happen that there it really is just a group of buddies that like really they should just all go get normal jobs and hang out at the clubhouse and have their bad parties and that's all they really need to do the only person that has worse parties in television is Phil Leotardo <laughs> from the Sopranos like <laughs> he's one step Oh, like he's the only person in the whole world except for them that like has worse parties than those guys. And one of my favorite scenes in The Sopranos is at a Phil Leotardo party <laughs> where he takes time out to lecture all the children in the room about his family history coming through yes. Ellis Island. Yes. And then the, the other party he has is like, let me start out the night with a homophobic tirade. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I just remembered. I just because I'm rewatching Sons of Anarchy. Uh, do you remember when, like Ron Perlman, when when Clay goes into the sheriff's office to yell at the Fed to be like, "All right, I got this. I just got to yell at her, and she'll stop investigating us." <laughs> but yeah. uh, uh, he goes, "Yeah, you're jealous because you see my guys living good lives, and you're you're just jealous." And it's like they have nice houses, they have families, they have good lives, and it's like that's true for like. Maybe one of those things is true for th- for only one per th- like three members of the entire gang. Opie was the only person in that show that did that had something to live for, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, no one had a family. Like Tig had kids who like who would absolutely not speak to him. Or legally, he's legally banned from being within three hundred yards of them. Yeah, Rod Perlman has like a nice house, I guess charming but everyone else seems to live in the same like wood paneled basement 
<laughs> with their and he's dad. Just like, yeah, this bitch is jealous. <laughs> they live with their dad a lot. Of, or like, it, they're, it's so they're they're they always seem so pitiful. I I'm like really getting it. Like, I already got a glimpse into how pathetic like the Mayans live by. I mean, I know we'll get to the end of the third episode, but they're all like sleeping on their dad's couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And helping out at their dad's butcher shop. Yeah, I love it. I love how like and like you just think about the people who are watching these shows and they really do. They're like, man, these guys got it made. They really live the right life. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel. I do, too. I wish I didn't care about like comfort or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, just if you were just like, yeah, I don't. I think I can go like five years without a bed <laughs> or a pillow, and it just like the price you pay for that is like your job is just that you go on bike rides, and like sometimes you get yelled at because other other criminal enterprises are like, oh, you you are you're in the profit, you're you're out to make a profit, and you're like, I don't know about that, but let's see what happens. But for the most part, you're just drinking warm beer and getting grinded on with your homies. <laughs> There's so much grinding. <laughs> That's I the mean, only. I don't know. It 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 seems pretty good for me, except for all of the brutal torture, uh, which let me talk about now. So I, I mentioned they, they they capture the head Samoan and they bring him before the sort of Ivy League head of the the drug cartel. He went to Cornell uh, along did. with our own Virgil Texas. Um, a Cornell like, versus a Stanford guy, if you yeah, think about exactly. it. Like you got a Cornell guy and a Stanford guy, which I assume means something. Oh, and also really important, uh, small world here. Uh, the drug cartel guy is married to Easy's high school sweetheart who had to break up with him because he shot a cop and was sent to jail for you know the rest of his life. Incredible. Uh, that was a yeah, great yeah. So, wrinkle. The, so his high school sweetheart is currently the cartel wife of the main antagonist on the show. Kurt Sutter, always got to raise the stakes, always got to have these divided loyalties. That's another big theme of, of his shows. We have the main character who we find out in the first episode is being helped by his father pass information on the cartel to the DEA. That's how he got out of jail early. He made a deal with them. So he's already snitching to the DEA. But what I love about that is when he meets with his handler or whatever, he's like, I explained this to you, dude. I'm only going to give you information on the cartel and all the crimes that me and my motorcycle family do are totally off limits. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, sure, deal. We just care about that, this cartel. The Mayans are great. They're a wonderful addition to the community. They're a social club. Um <laughs> And then, and then, not only that, Easy is also taken in to the sort of cell within the cell of his by his brother, his older brother, who are helping out the the rebel children. So let me just so we get the Samoan guy in front of the drug cartel guy, who then hacks his arm off with a machete to get information out of him and just lets him bleed out. So that's that's the first episode. In the second episode, they pour boiling grease on some. Poor like taco truck guy because he was in the wrong place in the wrong time, and then set him and his kid on fire. That happens off screen, but you see their charred bodies, so it's pretty pretty bad. Giving the info after they cut the arm off, like that was such a weird thing to me because they were like, "We're going to cut his other arm off," but you're like, "Dude, I mean, <laughs> you're going to die here. <laughs> Don't give that." But I guess. You know, when you're in pain, you just you you go into shock and you give all the information that the person could ever need that you were trying to hide. Well, yeah, that's another big Kurt Sutter theme is that like torture absolutely works. 
a hundred percent. It's a more pro torture show than Twenty Four. Yes, <laughs> like Sons of Anarchy. It's not as ideological, but it's, it's completely what, non-ideological. That's the amazing part about it. Yeah, it's like everyone. There was a huge debate over like Twenty Four and torture, but it's like torture didn't always always work in Twenty Four, but it's never not worked in Sons of Anarchy. Well, the good never. guys grimace in Sons of Anarchy when they see torture. It's like yeah, they're yeah. Like, like our guys are just like yo, you don't torture people like that, you know. <laughs> but then they torture people when somebody, you know, like they're always like, oh, I can't believe torture. That's that's not what the MC's all about. And then they're like, let's cut off a pedophile's fucking balls. That's, dude, they're never Trump conservatives. Yeah, the Kurt Sutter heroes are never Trump conservatives because they're part of the same insane, violent world that just wreaks havoc to any community they touch. But they're like torture. That's where I draw the line. I mean, I'm not going to do anything, but I'm just going to grimace when I see it. Yeah. Well, Kurt Kurt Sutter, you know, he is on record as of of as hating Trump. You know, and he's like. Listen, motherfuckers, I may not be the most politically correct guy in the world, but Donald Trump is a fucking pussy. You print that, buddy. I love it. And, 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 and actually, actually, uh, in a little nod to that, the bricks of heroin that are sold, that are being shipped by the cartel are called small hands. That's what they're stamped Dude, no. yes. Small no. hands heroin. They're he like, is you know, perfect. He's, manitos, los manitos uh, heroin. He's a resistance guy. Like, he is going to call the president a fucking Cheeto in this season. I'm waiting for it. I, you know, I wish Sons of Anarchy was still on because there would be a scene, like, in between confusing plots and baffling action scenes where, like, the bikers are sitting around and like you, you know, like uh, Clay is like, so what do we think about this Donald Trump guy? <laughs> and Happy or someone you expect to be conservative is like, man, a man with hands that small can't ride. <laughs> and then Pig goes, "Fuck him." One thousand percent, that would happen. It's gonna sure. happen. I mean, all kinds of shit. I mean, now that you've pointed out that it was small hands is what's stamped on the heroin. Like I'm gonna be looking every episode now because you know he's gonna do stuff like, like again he's gonna call him a Cheeto. He's gonna do a hair joke, I'm sure. And like, because in Sons of Anarchy they would reference contemporary stuff in like in passing. Like Clay would say something like, "Oh, you can't call people the N word anymore without somebody getting <laughs> mad about it." <laughs> Uh, and then, you know what I've realized rewatching the first uh, few seasons of Sons of Anarchy? There are a lot of N-words that have nothing to do with the plot or the character. It's just like, <laughs> oh, he just wanted to say it. <laughs> they do that. I mean, like, at least I think I'm so happy that they've brought back the uh, calling everybody like, okay, so there's brown, there's yellow, there's red, there's white. Like, I'm glad that they went back to that instead of, like, just going with the slurs this time. Because, like, that, I'm sure it's not too long before they do that. But uh, so far on Mayans, obviously, uh, of the uh, the ethnic street gangs that we've encountered, we have obviously the Mayans, the uh, the Mexican outlaw biker gang. We've seen the Sons of Anarchy, the uh, the White Trash Outlaw Biker Gang. We saw the briefly the Samoan Gang before they were all killed in one fell swoop. <laughs> I, I hope they come back. I re- I'm really hoping for the best for that Samoan Gang. <laughs> We've seen uh, the Chinese. We've seen the Chinese. They're big big buyers of heroin. Um, and the um, uh, First Nations people, the uh, Native Americans who have a tribal casino 
in which they do a meeting at in uh, episode three and uh, kill one of the Chinese people at their behest. That was that was cool. I actually love that casino because you, law doesn't matter there. Actually, yeah, which no, is there's a great, really there's great. A, there's a great scene in episode three where they're at the casino bar. They got a couple hours to kill before their big meeting where they uh, discuss, you know, you know, negotiate the rates for their upcoming crimes, you know, smooth over some tension and then blow someone's brains out unexpectedly. Uh, so they got they got a couple hours to kill, and they're at the uh, you know they're at the the casino bar, and there's a group of uh, you know gringos, a group of fucking cops, off duty cops, fucking blowing off steam at the casino, and they start talking shit to Easy. They're like, hey, fucking you know gangster pussy, like speak English, you asshole. You know they're they're MAGA cops at this fucking casino, and you know Easy is like you know plays it cool, you know not not gonna not not gonna give them, not going to bait them, not going to, you know, fall for it and start a fight or whatever until they're leaving the casino and they're like, hey, buddy, go kick the shit out of that cop. There's no laws in this fucking casino. <laughs> how many guys, how many like guys that like disgust is, disgusted dad on Facebook do you think are going to get in trouble for doing some crazy shit at an Indian casino? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's no laws. You know, the cops aren't cops in there. You can do whatever <laughs> you want. These police, they don't count. They don't have any power in this place. It's Yeah, that's the new admiralty law. I mean, I want to know... I always I'm interested in what role the Chinese play in the Sutterverse because they seem like this omnipresent superpower, but they're they're very mortal here. Didn't Jax kill a bunch of the Chinese in the last season of uh, Sons of Anarchy, thinking Dude, that they Jax killed, Terra? killed everyone yeah, in the yeah. last season of Sons of Anarchy, and he shouldn't have. <laughs> like it was always like kills he shouldn't have done, and literally, the, I love how the last episode of, the, of Sons of Anarchy is like, "Well, Jax, you know all those people you killed that you didn't. You're finally gonna have to kill yourself over it." He's like. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that you was know, the end of the show. You know, it was him literally fucking riding his motorcycle into a truck driven by Michael Chiklis. You know, yes. You know, like that that's it. That that's that's the story. He kills himself. You know, yes, you've killed eighty five people in the last three months, but you're a good guy at heart. You just gotta now you gotta kill yourself. Sorry, Jack. Yes, he, he, he kills himself in like literally a Christ pose. Yes. We discussed this on the show, but he goes out like JC. If JC had gone on a fucking like multi-state murder spree before being nailed to a board by the Romans, which again, all if of he had literally his- assassinated Julius Caesar and been like, "Fucking do whatever you want to me, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> all of his crimes, all of all of those people that got killed were like all an accident. Like that, it's not something that like gets talked about that much with that show is that he kills. He does like basic. He goes on one of the biggest killing sprees I've ever seen in my life on accident. He like kills John Wick level number of people's in, in like one episode. And they're just like, you know. Life's a bitch. Sometimes we mess up, you know. We're all friends hanging out here, but sometimes, you know, 65 people have to get killed. So You know, and so far, like we said, the Mayans seem to be a much more competent criminal organization than Sam Crow. And, you know, Sons of Anarchy, uh, like I said, it it's very, was very popular among Facebook people. And I think there was a certain 
you know, kind of criticism maybe that like Kurt Sutter was, uh, you know, sort of glorifying these, like I said, sort of racist uh, white trash uh, scum, for lack of a better word. But I think it's more complicated than that because I think what he was really showing you is how fucking incompetent and bad they were and how much cooler and smarter all of the other uh, ethnic crime gangs are. <laughs> and I think we're seeing a lot of that here in the Mayans. Like and I which said, is like, like the exact opposite of like a Breaking Bad where like it's like a white guy decides I'm going to get in crime and he becomes the best in the world a genius. at crime. Yeah, the crime <laughs> Literally, genius. Yeah. no one has ever cooked meth that good as soon as like one white guy is like, oh, let's introduce you to my friend, the periodic table. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the Mayans, I, I really hope the Mayans are a little bit more uh, competent, but like I really worry about, <laughs> I'm worried about them in the first three episodes because they already have a snitch. They have a few trade, like a few people working on a side project in their group, and uh, they're already in the hole two point. Well, they were already in the hole for two point four million dollars, and they've already been. They've never. They haven't had a successful run yet on the show. Now that doesn't mean anything, because in the Sons of Anarchy that series, I don't think they ever had a successful run once. So they never, never. once accomplished uh, ever. Any, any goal that they set out to do. There was never any like, yeah, we're gonna um, move these AK forty sevens across state line, collect the money, done and done. No, that that never once happened on that show. I'm confused why people. The more I think about it, I'm confused why the people kept hiring. I know, I know. <laughs> like it's like okay what's these guys track record oh they've literally never done this correctly once i don't know this may be the first time on like on, on the dark web like their yelp reviews like not hiring sons of anarchy again <laughs> two out of five stars they were very rude smelled um got 20 people killed lost all my merchandise and now my baby is dead <laughs> <laughs> i somehow my my like cousin's kids were kidnapped well you know what also worried me about this show is that there was a meeting that they have like in one of the episodes and at the end the leader the guy that's like basically the leader now not padrino but i can't remember his name the bishop dude, bishop bishop sits at the he's end the of the president table. of the he's the president of the santo padre chapter alvarez from sons of anarchy is the P padrino he's the godfather of all the mayans he's like the, the number one dude so once everybody leaves they're kind of having a conversation and that guy at the table is like once money got involved it messed up the whole club and i'm like oh no are they going to try to get out of money this like <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're all sitting around their big oak table we need to vote on this we're looking to get out of money and do something better <laughs> non-profit this we're turning this thing into a non-profit that's why they're backing like the anarcho-syndicalist children because they're like yeah they told us about a post-money society and honestly we could trace all our problems to the money thing the the rebel children uh, they're sort of they're going at the drug cartels by like using their own tactics against them, which means they kidnap um, the infant son of the Galindo drug cartel guy and uh, his wife, who is again, as I mentioned, Easy's high school flame. And it's Easy's son, by the way, that they kidnap. Probably, yes, almost. Certainly. Oh, it, I can't wait till that's the big plot twist. Oh no! Man. I mean, here, here's another here's another Kurt Sutterism that is again instantly instantly noticeable in the first three episodes. Incredibly easy, like telegraphed plot points that you can see coming a mile away. And I'm going to put my marker down now. The baby is definitely Easy's kid. Easy is definitely going to get romantically involved with the rebel leader 
and his former flame, the cartel wife. There's going to be a love triangle between the three of them. And another thing that happened in episode three that I saw coming right away is when the, uh, the, the rebel leaders, they go to the, the, the square where the two bodies were burned. They, like, adopt a little kid who's like, that was my family or whatever. Cartel plant op established at the end of episode three. I called that immediately. And it's a bad child. They picked up a spy child that's going to sell them out to the cartel. And they're just going to, that cartel is going to mow down so many kids. So many kids. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're we're really like, set up for here. There's going to be a scene where, like, the, the mercenaries they hire are going to just fly over in, like, you know, fucking Blackhawk helicopters and miniguns just spraying just like a fucking tidal wave of children i like the mercenaries who the mercenaries who uh really don't get along with the mayans but can agree that if they're going to get into a confrontation it'll be just a fist fight no guns yes, yes. honor oh my god yes honor. that was oh, a- oh oh and our hero will like lose a fist fight to a guy he's way too old to be losing to <laughs> um oh yeah, I have I have um this is out of left field. But I think season 3, God will, you know, everyone listening to this fucking watch the show. If you're a Nielsen family, don't pirate it. Don't pirate it. We must buy it. You must buy it uh through any of the streaming services or whatever or watch it on TV when it airs. It's on I Sling. I literally folks. bought this on YouTube. <laughs> I got it on <laughs> Sling. I watched it on Sling. Um season 2, probably the end of season 2. Uh, Easy's kid, the cartel. It will be. It will be killed. One hundred percent. Yeah. Or or I'm putting money down. Permanently kidnapped. You know what I mean? Like a, a like they'll sell it. They'll sell the kid or something like that. I mean, or I mean, I think by by the end of this season, probably the cartel guy is going to have the kid, and the the wife is going to be living with Easy. I I think it moves fast that way. Oh, and then there's a really confusing deal where they're like trading guns for heroin, and then they trade the heroin into gold, and then they rebuy the guns with gold <laughs> or something. But like the the pot, the the thing that sweetens the pot is the cartel guy's like, all right, all if. This this goes off without a hitch. I'll give you your kid back, knowing that it will not go off without a hitch. Because it has 300 moving parts. It's like 15 gangs working together on some weird barter that's all done in a very political way. Like, I love that it's like when they sit down at that table, you can tell that like he spends a lot of time thinking about what's going to happen at that table and how clever everybody's going to be and like all of the outs. It's kind of like in the old days of professional wrestling when they would do something that didn't make sense, they would sit down and they would workshop reasons for why this made sense so that they could just say it. Kurt Sutter loves to do that. He's just like, none of this makes sense. Okay, but what if the Chinese people had a history with the Mayans where they used to trade for, like, gold bullion and stuff? (laughs) I feel like the Chinese are going to be used as, like, Kurt's deus ex machina. Like, every time that that the cartel is, like, down, they really fuck this up, or they're cornered, Chinese out of nowhere. The Chinese have money is what they'll do because, like you know, because Chinese is like a China's like a superpower, and Kurt Sutter probably sees it as like okay, so if they need bailed out, we can always go to the Chinese. Can you can you imagine like you know, God willing, I am 
throwing a spirit bomb for this show that this show is successful. After the Mayans, it's the Chinese motorcycle gang. <laughs> I want like the Samoans. China. I want a short, like maybe a web series about the Samoan gang. Just to, I want to know more about them and how they got destroyed so easily. Like they're, it's just going to be them getting punked yeah. <laughs> every time, getting beat up by the various gangs of the Sons of Anarchy. Universe. Not even gangs. They're going to be like guarding their clubhouse in their like I forget where it was the Samoan neighborhood in L.A. They're going to be like guarding their clubhouse and like telling kids like you can't come in and they just get their shit beaten out of the the shit beaten out of them by children yeah like a group of 12 year olds on bmx bikes fucking just like kicks them in the nuts and they're like fuck you dude the fucking guardian like, angels swing into town to clean Curtis it up and Sliwa. actually yeah. win <laughs> i i cannot see the samoans beating anyone at anything in this show well, I love that one of the, that like they're these huge guys that did this all on foot, so they would have to run away. Like if something happened bad, they would have to absolutely run, and they could n- never run. Like they were like built in a way that they were never going to be running away from anybody. That's the best part is they didn't bring cars because they're like, what could possibly happen? <laughs> <laughs> what well, are you going to tell me? They're going to turn around really fast and shoot us? Our one weakness. It was just so weird that there were no buildings around. Like, they were almost... Because I didn't... Like, I don't remember them setting up a meeting with the Samoans. Maybe they did, and I just missed it. Or that they were just like, I hear the Samoans are hanging out in the graveyard today. Let's go take (laughs) them out. Yeah, that was it. But it was like, the meeting was... They didn't necessarily want to get the drugs back that the Samoans took. It's just that, like, the Mayans were like... Hey, it was bad when you robbed the drug shipment. And the Samoans were like, fuck you. (laughs) That was it. It was the entire conversation. One one, one last detail from the show that I also appreciated. Uh, You mentioned earlier, like, you hope they don't get into the Sons of Anarchy thing of being like, uh, as Felix, I think as you originally said on your uh, your swarthy villain account, uh, Lost Like Tears in the Rain, um... They, the Sons of Anarchy have caused the crime rate of Charming California to uh, spike by about 900%. But all the townspeople and cops like them because they do like a softball game and cookout once a year. <laughs> this is what do we give back to Charming? <laughs> We've literally made Charming into like a smaller version of Beirut in the 1980s. But like, yeah, we get, we're giving back to the community. We got one hint of the Mayans' social conscience when they uh, donate money to uh, a pit bull animal shelter run by an incredibly busty woman. Yes. <laughs> it's perfect. That Dude, when I saw that, I was like, this is the perfect show. That they're like, we, we kill tons of people, but these little guys, they're angels. <laughs> they, we love these dogs. Not only was it a fucking rescue shelter for pit bulls, half in the fr- they got the pit bulls in the front, and then people kicking heroin in the back in like little dog cages. I know that's so crazy to me. Like I don't know how they tie together. I think that Kurt Sutter thinks that's like morally complex. He's like, yeah, you know, someone can do the best possible thing, which is rescue pit bulls. But then they can also sell heroin. And that's why you shouldn't judge anyone. <laughs> and it's like, what? What's up? <laughs> Rescuing pit bulls is such a good cause for this show to have in it. Like, it's like, so fucking perfect. Like, the Kurt Sutter moral universe is, like, summed up by those guys who, like, do like, yeah, yeah, I did time in prison for aggravated assault and rape. 
But you know what? I got out. I got a lot of tattoos, and now I take care of dogs. Yes. I'm a good person. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> like if there was like if there was a women's march for people who watch Sons of Anarchy, it, the the cause they would coalesce behind is like pit bull stigma. Yeah. Yeah. And for tattoos sure. in the workplace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tattoo acceptance in the Tattoo workplace is an important thing. Yeah. Okay. Huge. It's my one of my main causes. I mean, if you're going to have a cause, those are two. I just love the people who are like, they just, I don't even think they know who the president is, but they're so in on pit bulls. Yes. Like, that's their cause. They used to be death penalty for pedophiles, like, was like that same (laughs) sort of cause. And And the pit bull thing, the thing I love about the pit bull thing is that it's like pretty much identical to the gun debate, you know? Because every time a pit bull goes off and like mauls some child, they're like, "Dude, it's not, it's not the fucking pit bull, man. Pit bulls don't kill anyone. It's the owner." That stupid baby was an idiot. He gets close <laughs> to a pit bull. God damn it! And it's like you know, like uh, like the way people talk about pit bulls is like the same way they talk about guns. It's like you know, most of them are totally sweet. They they're great around children. You can have them on your couch, just sitting out. It's fine. They'll guard you know, your it's house. Like, it's true in, in, in a certain sense, you know, but people, they love their pit bulls. They love their guns. Sometimes they just kill people. Sometimes they just kill children. It happens. Yes. Don't judge all of them. What do you think the overlap is between people who are like virulently racist and are like, yeah, you know what? I'm not racist, but if you see someone, you see a black guy, you should avoid him. He's probably planning to rob you, but like get really offended if you profile a pit bull. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's probably a one hundred percent kind of thing. So, uh, before we wrap it up here, I do want to give a, some shout outs to some of the the cast members in this show. Another sort of Kurt Sutter formula. We mentioned we have a main character, Easy, who is played by a, a, a baby face guy who's a sensitive thug, and let's be honest, not a very good actor. However, or character. <laughs> However, that doesn't matter because he's surrounded by uh, excellent uh, character actors and, like, sort of a criminal figure. Like, the, the gang is just cool. They're cool, and they got good actors. I already mentioned Edward James Olmos. I want to shout out uh, two other guys. Um, first, Raul Max Trujillo. Raul Max Trujillo is a great character actor. He's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, Terrence Malick's The New World, Mel Gibson's Apocalypto, and Felix, I'm sure you might remember him, from one of our favorite movies, Sicario. He had a small part in Sicario yes. as the as the guy. He's like a prosecutor uh, for the Mexican state, and he talks to Benicio as Benicio is uh, outfitting himself with a fucking water cooler sized jug uh, to pour down the throat of the guy they're going to torture. Yes, and he just sort yes. of says like, "Hey, I'm glad you're still in the fight. Sorry about what happened to your wife and kid. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Sorry that everything you cared about got murdered, but." Uh... Yeah, can you actually give me the empty for that water jug? <laughs> I need to recycle it, please. Uh, no, I love I love that guy. I, I, whenever I see him in a movie, I'm like, yes, he's just got like a cool look. And in this one, he he's looking he's looking grizzled. He's got stringy hair. He's looking fucking badass. The second guy is uh, Richard Cabral. He plays the sort of uh, the Tig, the sort of like the crazy character who's like, you know, sort of, sort of got a good heart, but he's a little bit of a wild card. Pervert. It's always yeah, he's, he's always got to be character. a pervert, too. <laughs> he's the pervert character. Uh, really good actor. I knew him from a TV show, American Crime. 
that it was, I won't say a fun show to watch because it was so relentlessly depressing and bleak, but actually quite a good TV program. Very underrated. He was on the first two seasons of that show playing two wildly different characters. I thought he was a fantastic actor, and I'm really glad that he's getting a lot of burn on uh, the Mayans. And also, when I was doing research for that, I looked it up. He actually started out, uh, his early years, he actually was a gang member. And he has since become a TV writer, actor, and producer. So he's like a Kurt Sutter success story. Can I say that I love how Kurt Sutter does, like, find the most boring, like, person with the least charisma to be, like, the person that's on camera most of the time in his Dude, TV do you show? Remember, do you remember what an absolute zero the main character from Bastard Executioner was? <laughs> I nothing. Just, like, nothing. No, just no charisma. The, no, like, the character itself was so bad, so pointless, and, like, yeah, dictated the action for everything that happened on that show. And Jack's just... I mean, Jax was, like, really boring until it got fun to watch him... Like, basically drop, get back into his Irish or, like, English accent. Like, how he would just <laughs> fluctuate as the show goes on. Like, once you get to the end, he's basically just like, Oh, hey, governor. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, any final thoughts on uh, the first three episodes of Mayans MC? I hope we can reconnect uh, for the season finale and do a recap of the whole the whole. Absolutely. Series. Because you know, I'm saying we this show's got to get renewed, folks. You know, we got we got a pretty good reach here on Champo. We want more Mayans. We want more Kurt Sutter television. So you know, I'm, I'm pitching this show hard. I will be Watch here it. for the finale because I am not going to miss a second of this show. Oh, I'm, I loved I'm seeing it. Every episode of the show, as long as it's on TV. And you know what? When I was you know when I was doing a little uh, the preparation for the show, I saw a lot of these. Bitch-ass critics complaining about it. They're like, oh, this is a well-trod territory for Kurt Sutter. You know, not as good as the Sons of Anarchy. They just don't understand. They don't understand Sutter. They're like, oh, this is the same as Sons of Anarchy, but it's a different gang. It's just like, yes, it is, and it's too it's too complicated. It's too subtle for you to, to notice. <laughs> so, it's like, would you say that about Kurosawa? Oh, those movies are about samurai. Yeah. yeah. I... Yeah, those movies are about Japanese people. No <laughs> shot territory for Kurosawa and Ozu. Just shots of a room. I don't get it. Like Kurt knowing that this is what we want. Kurt knowing that that we want a charismaticless leading man. We want extremely complicated politics and an explosion and a gunfight in every show. A, a show where they say, "I want you to search every." Um, where is it at? I'm trying to find. I have. I have it written down come dump come dump yeah that's what i'm looking for every come dump in town yeah like we need shit like that or or and like that is what is important about this it's like they act like they've never heard of a genre before (laughs) like this is just a thing like this is why it's like sons of anarchy they don't get it they're like it's the same as sons of anarchy and i'm like that's bullshit all the motorcycle chases and gunfights in sons of anarchy were set to new metal and on this show (laughs) they're set to rapping in spanish and uh war like 70s kind of funk music. <laughs> it's Hop Shop, Square House, and Cum Dump is what he said. <laughs> I don't even know what any of that means. Well, a Cum Dump, I'm assuming, is some sort of uh, whorehouse. Yeah, a Square House was where I was kind of like, what is a Square House? A Square House is where they sell unstamped, unlicensed cigarettes, and the, the Hop Shack is probably where they deal heroin out of. It's cool. 
I'm going to need you to round up every hepcat, zoot suit, <laughs> square head in town. We're going to sweat them hard. I'm 100% in on this show. I just love it. I, it oh. gives me all the same feelings I got in the it early episodes. all the good parts of my brain. It's just, it's just touching them. Yeah, over I and feel over like again. if you did a CAT scan on all of us, it would be like, wow, these men are like, they're smoking opium, they're having sex, <laughs> all of it. No, I'm watching the Mayans MC. <laughs> <laughs> on my laptop on YouTube. <laughs> and like Felix said, you know, if you're tired of television shows about uh, depressed animals, uh, depressed 30-somethings, just solipsistic, uh, inward-looking bullshit that tries to um, engage in the real issues of our day in a way that's not funny but sometimes makes you just go, huh, <laughs> watch a Kurt Sutter show. Just let some, get some blood flowing in you again. Let, feel, what, feel what life feels like. Are you sick of quote-unquote late-night comedy shows where you don't see a single joke, you just see some person in a blazer just standing in front of you saying things that are technically correct but in sort of a shitty tone and then that's the joke? Are you sick of sketch comedy shows where they just read a a transcript of the news but make an epic face? Shows about how being an author is sad and, like, is actually not as fun as it sounds. Yeah, there is a beautiful world out there. Kurt Sutter world. Join us and live forever. Yeah. So uh, we'll be back to uh, recap the Mayans as soon as this season is over. But before we sign off today, uh, Brian, we're going to be in Columbus on October 10th at the uh, Athenium Theater with you guys on stage. Columbus Legends, Brett and Brian, Street Fight Chapo, October 10th in Columbus, dude. We have at least... We have at least two days in Columbus, so what are we doing, brother? Are we going to get that square pizza? You guys are going to have to eat square pizza. We're going to get squared up. I'm going to take Felix out to the suburbs so he can feel comfortable for a little bit. Finally. <laughs> I got suburbs really close to me. And, w- I mean, uh, I don't know yet. We'll party, though, for sure. I, I never know, like... Uh, I, I never know what's going on in the city until the week before when all my Facebook events come in. <laughs> we just want all the local favorites, you know. We want the local flavor, the local color, pizza, uh, and yeah, uh, pe- we're gonna because like you guys are really used to that like that tri- the weird triangle pizza that's like all floppy and stuff like that. I'm gonna mm-hmm. show you what real pizza is like. It's yep. like real little squares and rectangles. <laughs> and that's right. Give it to me. That's the fucking best. And uh, uh, this is the first time we're gonna. We I think we will have been on stage together since the Halloween show. Fuck yeah! I know it has been a long time, and it's the most fun. Like I love doing shows with just Brett, and I'm I'm sure you guys love doing shows with just you guys. But it's always very fun when we're all up there. Chapo Street Fight together. It's like Sons of Anarchy and Mayans coming together. It's (laughs) it's just good stuff, folks. So Columbus, Ohio, and the surrounding areas. The Athenaeum Theater on October 10th. Chapo, Street Fight, together. Live, live, live. Let's go. Let's go. So, Brian, uh, always a pleasure talking to you, but especially so about this new Kurt Sutter masterpiece. Felix, talk to you soon as well. Uh, that's it for us today. Watch See you the Mayans on FX. Bye. But the brazen giant With limbs astride Blocks the golden door To the U.S. of lies Fuck your huddled masses Scrub our floors Cut our grass
never forgets. <laughs> 